Hello and welcome to the 6, 8 or 10 podcast. I'd like to thank you all for your support for the last few episodes. And in this episode, I got to speak to Charlie Miller. Now, being a local lad, Charlie grown up five minutes up the road from me. He was always destined to be a, a hero of mine in, in the light blue of Glasgow Rangers. Now, for me to have a chance to sit down and talk with him, it, it was great. Um, we got to speak about Charlie's upbringing in Castle, uh, his youth days at Rangers, his time at Rangers, where he went on and won four league titles, two league cups, two Scottish cups. Um, then he moved to Watford, down to the English Premier League. He came home to Dundee United. Then he went on a wee mini-adventure round the world, Norway, Belgium, Australia, and back home. He touches on some of the legends a football that he's played with and against and he's he's very complimentary and he talks about um, the genius that is uh, Paul Gascoigne which was fantastic to hear so this show or this podcast sorry is dedicated to Lenny Caldwell who was a great friend of Charlie's and a man I knew very well through uh, our boys club days who, who Charlie helped out um, when he was coming through at Rangers uh, he took care of us a wee bit so this one's for Lenny. Um, I hope everyone in his family is okay. I hope you enjoy. Thanks again. Charlie, thanks very much for coming on the podcast, mate. Really enjoy your bit. Appreciate it. Um, obviously, we grew up not too far away from each other. You grew up up in Castle. What, what was it like for you as a kid growing up in the environment that you grew up in? Um, and how did you get started with football? The environment was nothing new because I didn't know anything else. Yeah. So the environment was fine. The people, I loved everybody in Castle. I got on well with everyone. Um, I had a good family around me. Um, I just lost my mum not long ago, but um, I had a, a great experience being for Casmo. Uh, hard job, tough job. And how I got into football, there was nothing else to do when I was younger. I'm obviously an eight year old on you, but um, we didn't have computers or Xboxes Hi. back then, so not that we could have afforded one anyway, but um, I just loved football. As a kid, I loved, I loved playing. And I'd lots of good. Uh, my uncles were great with me, um, and my uncle's friends, Tony Reid and Alec Patrick, and that. Brian Nelson from my school, my Johnny, he was. So there were obviously a lot of good guys around about me who would kick me in the ass if I thought I was better than what I was, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. They've just seen your, your senior side of being at Rangers. They, they didn't even sign for Rangers when you were nine. No, 11. Was it 11? 11, I signed for that. A young kid. I was at Rangers since I was about 9 or 10. Nine or 10. But the old desk form one, they shoved under the, mm. shoved in the drawer. Aye. Aye, that was under Gordon Neely. Um, John Chalmers, Alistair Stevenson. And rest his soul with John Chalmers, he's obviously passed away. But uh, they were good times. And there was no pressure then, it was just go and play something and enjoy it. Go and enjoy yourself. Were you a striker as a kid? No, to be fair, I played everywhere. Anywhere? Anywhere, because. I was no bad when I was a kid, so um, I could play anywhere really. Mm-hmm. Defence, midfield, or even in goals or up front. But I loved it, I just loved playing football. I really did. I, it was, as it always will be the greatest sport ever. Mm-hmm. Um, don't worry, I think some people try and complicate it too much, me, but no, it's. I, I, I could. I would practically play anywhere. Maybe shot all of them. They played badly anywhere. Um, it's funny that the two are sitting here in Tory Glen, not too far away from where we grew up, and it's totally different from when we were younger. You've not got the ass pictures or the, the rugby pitch or the show parking in there. The freezing so, cold. So. The freezing cold. Changing rooms. Yeah. Uh, I had a heat of it, Smell of old liniment oils. And that was great, that was what I, I remember. Because we used to play against Mill United and you had a farm, obviously you would have played against all the teams yourself at Hamilton. But I never played Nash mm-hmm. and we used to always bring them out here to Tony Glen on the Ash pitches and they bloody hated it. Well, was battered them. 
and then when it came to grass pitches, it was right close games. Mm. So we were clever that way. It's um, so a big change, though. Big massive change. What a facility. Nobody's on it just now. It's that early. Yeah. Too early for them. When you grew up, you said yourself you were always with Rangers. Um, what was it like for you as a youth? It's totally different for these days. What was it like when you were a, when a kid coming through the system? Well, there was that many kids because we used to have. I think we had 20 each age group probably. Um, for was maybe more than that because you people from Edinburgh, Aberdeen, Dundee, Glasgow, Kilmarnock, Boyersha, um, and with a lot of age groups, obviously older than me, younger than me, and it, it wasn't easy. It was you had to perform, you had to perform because everybody else was wanting to strive to get in that first team at Rangers. Um, so that was your main aim, really. It was, it was good, it was because you end up meeting great people, and that's what I remember about, especially going full time. Mm -hmm. I, loved the, I loved the apprenticeship I've done, I think I've done away with it now, but yeah. the apprenticeship was great. And at night, at 8 o'clock in the morning, sorting the boots out, to, well, kit out, whatever, mm -hmm. getting the pitches ready. I thought that was my fitbox, um, obviously apprenticeship, mm -hmm. and I loved it. Um, and kids get away with it too easy now. They get treated more like now. Mm -hmm. um, but we were lucky at Rangers because we, it was such a, although we didn't have Murray Park, we were always looked well after food-wise and things like that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, training was always, what do you mean, with the, the pitch across the road to school, which was alright. Then it was no bad when it was first brought out, but we always trained in decent pitches and that, you know, whereas some people probably didn't the train as uh, good facilities. You've said in the kids are a wee bit spoiled. Was sitting in, we've got the Astro and I think the first ever Astro I ever played on was at Balea. Balea was and it? And even that was the old sand based stuff. And well, mine was Helen's Vale. Was it? Helen's in Crown Point Road, which, uh -huh. which was Astro but it was brown. Mm. It wasn't like Astro grass, it was brown, slippy stuff. And Helen's Vale was green, but it was like an ice rink. Uh -huh. I think a few people brought their nightclub in that uh -huh. pitch. Uh, but nowadays, the kids play nowadays in Tory Glen. And don't even hang with some great wee football players and but they don't they don't know what it's like to have a bobble no. when they go into a grass pitch. You don't expect it because the facilities are that good. Um I think we have to get them back on the ash pitches and hard harden them up and <laughs> toughen them up. Because they were the days you get into your bath after your game and Oh no Scrubbing it out of the oh, no. big graze and your your bum. Especially going out there, when we were younger, we slid on it. Aye. I didn't know. You slid tackled on it. It was just a little bit. 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 I put one, well, I'll never forget it. There was no crowd who made his first, he played for Rangers first team in one game. Being and him came through together for Rangers Boys Club to Rangers all the, all the years. And now his boy comes to my football school. Mm -hmm. And his boy's like, good be football player, no crowd so. Um, he was playing right wing and I was playing left wing. If he's he's, he was a year older than me at school. So he might have been playing for when I was primary three or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Crawford on the bad then. And the first kick of the ball, no joke, just sent him like kicked out of nowhere. I've written Toronto World's name and it's brutal over that. It was the orange mite of Moldmaster. Right in the ear, I think that was me finished for the rest of the day. It was Saturday morning, freezing. I'll put one more. One blown. Hail. Sleep. It was all oh, it was. I remember, I'll never forget them. But they, they hardened you up. You didn't have your under armors or anything like that. Your gloves on them. No, it was all about short sleeves and just running about, wasn't it? Was it? Definitely. I think the first time I took a Moldmaster was at uh, Cut Legs. Cut legs. Yeah, but um, Celtic and reserves and Glasgow Cup finals and front of 10, 15, 20,000 fans. So it wasn't that it was surreal. I, 
I was brought up with that I knew what it would, know what it would be like, but yeah. I had an idea of what to expect. So playing at Hamden in front of 50,000 for my first Old Firm game, it would have been good if it was part of the because the Hamden atmosphere is not as good. Ah, it's a, wee bit, it's a, a bit far away for the pitch, but it was just a great, it was a great day. It was a, a great moment in my life, playing against Paul McStane, John Collins, mm -hmm. Peter Grant. Um, they were all good players in the room, well, great players in the room, right? Paul McStane was an amazing football player. So to play against them well, from debut, alongside me, Stuart McCollum, midfield was, it was great. It was, it was one I'll never forget. Hitter, was a wee special moment for you um, for the first goal as well in that game. So you've robbed Tom Boyd. Yeah. Uh, you put a crack me through what he had to. Big man's finished it beautifully, but. Hi, Tom Boyd, it was. I've just done a wee side tackle for Bang, I probably got booked for it then. <laughs> um, nah, it was a fair tackle. Put Big Matt through and it was a great finish. But Tom Boyd's never forgot that because we played the next one we played at Ibrooks. I was playing striker against him. I think the first couple of minutes he needed me right in the back. I had to come off at half time. I had a bruise about too fit, too fit with my back, I couldn't move, I couldn't walk. So, Tam got my back. Aye. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've obviously played a few old firm games, would you say next day's the best that you've played against? I think I played against Paul when he was a bit, obviously, Aye. a bit later in his career, probably in about, I don't know, early 30s probably mm -hmm. when I was about, Paul's about, about 48 now. Aye. So, I'm 39, so from 10. Maybe 30 year old or whatever it was. Um, I'd seen him playing, I think that's when his ankle was starting to mm -hmm. get the better of him. But watching him as a kid playing old firm games and how good a football player was, he was, oh, he was a great player, he was him. What a football player he was. Him. Um, it was a pleasure to play against him, but it was also even better beating him. Aye. Aye. Um, but that was one of my first memories in old firm, if I'm being honest. I could Bit when you, you rubbed Tom Boyd and you put it through, I thought, oh, here we've got a chance and he scored and I've jumped a bit up and then went mental, so it was a great game. Ah, it was a good game. Enjoyed. It was the first time I could remember. It was always great when you can see Hatley and Loudrop up front yeah, as well. It's, it's pretty special. And Andy Gorham goals, they're like happy days. Yeah. Got Richard Goff at centre-back. No disrespect to any players, but I had some right good players, you know. That was at the, probably the start. My first ever memory of Rangers was the, the European one the year before. 92. Aye. Um, and my dad used to, he, he went to every game and I had a wee bit of that. And watching that old thumb game kind of made up my mind to who my favourite player were. Um, I'm not just saying because you're sitting here, but I grew up watching you. Being a local boy just up the road for me, so it was, it was pretty nice just to sit down with you and have a chat. And, when I was a kid, I, I never had the chance to play for Rangers or, or Celtic or anything like that. I started with a, a wee boys club called Castle Glen. I know Castle Glen. Um, was Lenny? Aye. I can remember he used to come down to the games and stuff and we were playing Celtic, I think it was at Fern Hill, and I looked across and you were just standing there and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> like, honestly, I was like, this Charlie Miller for Rangers didn't watch. I think you came to a few of them. Yeah, well, nah. You supported this quite well. Yeah. Lenny was brilliant. He was like Lenny, and he was spot on. He was a nutcase. Ah, I can't believe he's, he's passed away, obviously, as well. Yeah. But I mean, Nicky and Big Franny and all that. Yeah. So there's some fantastic players. Flynn. As well. He might. Aye. His dad was a he's nuts. So he yeah, is. He's absolutely bonkers. Eh? He's absolutely bonkers. So watching that, and as you said, you, you got to play with probably the cream of the crop, eh? the, oh. the Rangers players. If you look at what we've got. Well, the 80s and 90s Rangers, mid the 80s and fuck even when Alfred came in, they were all great players as well. Probably for 15, you say 15, 20 years, mm -hmm. it was probably the best players. When Dick came in bringing Newman and Van Bronckhurst and bringing me Barry through, and what was there, having Haley Goff, Soonest with Butcher, Trevor Stevens. It was unbelievable. 
it was just amazing. It was a revolving door under Sunnis or anything, you know. Mm. There was ah. a lot of guys in and out. Another Steve Foster one, the other days I don't remember too well, I can't brag about it. As you say, that up until the Navicat left, really. Then it kind of started McLeish and it kind of. Alan McLeish done very well. He did, he done. We knew money to spend, you know, and I liked the guy, and he did, he done very well, considering that Celtic were outspending him, he was having to kind of push things were tight, and and he kind of inherited some of Mr. Advocates, not so good players, with lots of money. But Alec done a great job with him getting to the last 16 in the Champions League. But we Dick in the day who'd yeah. spent fortunes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a big loss for we Dick was um, Mikey, Mikey Mills getting injured in Bayern Munich. That was a massive blow for Rangers. He was a fantastic player, again, somebody who grew up. Aye, Mikey was a great yeah, player. Even when he came back, he was still. Still, no, he didn't even be turned the pace anymore, uh, which is. Which it's the difference between breaking your leg and because last time that Mikey Moe's done injuries at the same time, mm-hmm. last time broke his leg and came back and just a Brex, a clean Brex, fine. Obviously, it was, it was a horrific accident what happened to him. But Mikey's knee, it's, it's different, you know, it's cruciate, and obviously, you've done your cruciate yourself. Aye. You know, it's like you don't come back the same. I have no doubt about it. Just, I just want to stay with Rangers just because I'm fascinated by him, mate. Growing up watching him, he played a, played a hell of a lot of games. Um, the Rangers scored some fantastic goals as well. What, what's your favourite moment at Rangers? What, what could you pinpoint as being? Well, obviously winning nine in a row was massive. That was, but for me, I didn't realise. Obviously, close to Gerante, Goffey, the goalie, Fergie, as an Ian Ferguson, um, Stewart, they were there for. Fergie was there for the nine of them. Mm-hmm. So was maybe Goffey, close to Gerante. So they, really, I think I was only three or four. I think I was in. So. But the nine in a night, it was, you could see the relief in the boys' faces and the relief in, actually when after the game, I just felt a big huge weight off me. I didn't think I was in, I was only a young boy, didn't realise I was just living the dream playing with all these superstars and um, I didn't think anything mate, but I did realise that after that night, oh bloody hell, the big weight off her shoulders. So, but I'd love to see that, but making my debut with Dodger was great, 17 year old, playing against Brian Irvin and Alan McLeish. Yeah. Fucking hell, man, that Art McLeish was a great player for years, Scotland International regular. Brian Irving, a modest, big pro. Mm-hmm. You don't play the Aberdeen team for as long as he did if yeah. you're not a good defender. So, and he, he was into the, what do you call it, the church, but he would bloody kick you. <laughs> he could tell you. Aye, yeah. so I'll customer. I'll tell you, just go back to what I went in the last game of the season for eight in a row as well. He's put it in and then Gascoigne went up the other end and scored his first. Um, oh, big Irvin, oh, I, I was, I was kind of fell up when we walked, that was a, mm-hmm. the season I'd kind of, for the match, that match I didn't play again because of the Fox News and, yeah. but it was just great, because Gaz is a, he's a dream to a guy, I loved him, mm-hmm. um, what a football player, what a man, great heart, but that day was just genius, um, I'm just glad he was strong enough to to push, I think it was Brian Grant or something, mm-hmm. that was chasing after him, because his legs had gone. Ah, you could see that. Uh, um, his legs had gone, but the two great goals, he was a superb, superb player, superb. Fantastic. Growing up for me, the, you spoke about your cross and that. I, I tended to think about the defensive side of the game when I was a wee kid. I do more so now I'm older, but it was all about attacking sense. And when I when I speak to people, the first, first player I remember was Gerani. Gerani was amazing. Coiste, and obviously yourself, Gascoigne, Lydro. And it kind of went that way for me. And I've always said that Gaza's the biggest influence I've ever had. Uh-huh. Um, what, can we talk about him? Of course we can talk about him. What was he like? I met him a couple of times. He was a nutcase. <laughs> he was a nutcase. He was a live wire. Um, people think he's a, he was a big drinker. He was not a big drinker. He couldn't drink. A lot he couldn't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, five or six drinks and he was in his bed, but he was a hyper person. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't have five or six pints, he would have five or six, he'd have a pint and then a whiskey and then a bloody cocktail. He was just, he couldn't, he, he just, he was so hyper. Mm-hmm. He had, oh, is this, if the, oh, oh, see, does the OCD is go? And he was going with everything he had. It was like that when he played, we used to play cards the night before games and that. 
and we used to sit down and dinner like in this room in the moat house and we'd all have a dinner but guys would always bring his steak up the stairwell and play cards with us and eat his steak while he was playing the cards and as soon as he finished his steak he'd get to the toilet and just spew it right back out every single Friday it was the same every week so he had his problems but as me being a young boy I'm not going to say nothing but but he also had the heart of gold that genius a football player but even a better person you know just some of the, some of the things he got to like the man with Juki's motor he was clever 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 man he was clever he's very clever guys although I wouldn't say he's an Einstein or anything like that but he's he comes up with some some of his thoughts are unbelievable and he takes the things very quickly as in golf and snooker he never played golf until he came here and I think within about six weeks he was probably about a 16 handicap or so you know Somebody that I always said it was special to me was for me was the main man and I used to watch him um, on the Sunday Saturday Sunday mornings. Well I remember Lazio. Well Lazio of course I remember that Lazio hang up. Just a pity didn't play any more games than he did because he was such a great player and I, I think if he didn't get that knee injury, it was stupid on his cell what he'd done it. Him try to kick the boy and end up doing his cell. That was just how hyper Gaza could get in the game, the cup finals, first of a cup final. And see they got in and run in the game, he just he loses it. Yeah. Gets his cell. We should be sent half out, we should send him half for the first tackle and it would have been fine. Aye. And then the Brown he can be the great greatest player mm. Britain's other budgets probably but but I'm I'm glad in the way because he probably would never have been at Rangers. No. So very fortunate that way. But he was just a, a unique person and a, a smashing football player, you know. I'd get a chance to meet him. Um, some of the times I got to come in after the games and as a wee kid and he was doing an interview in the tunnel. And I've met him a few times, just he signed this. And I was just standing there minding my own business and he stopped in with and says to the guy, get the guy in. And I just stood there, never done it, just stood there holding on to him. <laughs> Shot in my face. He signed my programme, posted a lot. Oh, yes. It's a gem, he has a gem. Aye, I think he's still just bought to me. It seemed like a lifetime, but it was 10 15 minutes. Aye, but he's... I'm just glad he's... When he's not in the newspapers, you know, he's doing good, you know? Aye, he was good. So, I'm Aye. glad he's doing well. But he was... He had a heart of gold, and everybody who played with him wouldn't have a bad word to say about him. Definitely mm -hmm. not. Because just like I said, was supposed to meet him for a pint. Mm -hmm. And Coyster didn't meet him. So, Coyster ended up with a family. So, Gaza goes and buys a farm and puts it in Coyster's garden. Sheep, rabbits, <laughs> you name it, everything's in Coyce's garden. Aye. So Coyce comes in, what the bloody hell, there's a wee note, I think it was a door, or a phone, and Coyce knew it was real, eh? That's what you get from them meeting me for a fight. That's just some of the things you would uh, think of, you know? So Coyce's wee kids are like, oh, brilliant, uh, you know what I mean? That's great, isn't it? Uh, that was just some of the things they've done. He's, um, he spoke about that night at Canada's. I didn't get to go that game, you know, the other week before, saying, I was glad we got beat, we were, I've just fell out of the pit. I was the only one. I feel delighted, but I can remember at the time just sitting and thinking, how can you think beat my own? I think I actually went down for the game and I broke some tears. I did not have. I said to my mum, I was like, if you can't beat my own, how are you going to cheat with your No. My dad's like, alright, you'll be alright. Do you know what I mean? I'm still getting another one. Where's your That was maybe six, maybe seven? Six, I think it was nine. Nine. Back. Years of age. You're sure you're in your life. I was in bits, honestly, I was in tatters and... My dad came in, he was in a Monday, and I thought he was in a Monday. The Monday was it? I think the Monday was it. I think the Monday was it. I'm sure no, it was the Monday. Monday, and then it was Wednesday the, night. The Wednesday night. Is that when the car accident was Sunday? So he said, he, did, he said to me, I'm going to the game, and I thought, right, I'm going to the game as well then. But I never got a ticket. Uh. I used to go to every game, and I never got a ticket for us, but there was a catch to his ticket. He was in a Dundee United then. So I, I think I went to there was some good pubs at the game, and I was there. And, but then like a show. I was like, oh, she's got she's like, I don't know, can you kick that? She's got to and then when I came out, we get down the road, my granddad says, Oh, Rangers won the big and I'm like, oh, yeah. And he says to me, he says, Charlie, Muller, cross the ball and follow through. Take the ball. It's never been heard of. Yes. Pure slot of my life. Pure slot of Charlie Muller. Aye. I thought it was tough for them, but people said they didn't know what I'm shot with. I'm Charlie Muller left at Crosser, a brand new repeater. I'll tell you, there's a brand new repeater that was more shocked with. Uh, 
I was when you moved away, you went to Liston alone, getting injured, came back, and then you went down to Watford and played in the Premier League. What was that like playing down there at that time? Because that's when there was some real quality done. Watford. Watford was a mile up. I should have said for Charlton, probably around about the same time, but Charlton won a championship. I don't know how they gave me a word to give him to that and sign for Watford. Because we played Charlton in a friend, and then that's when I signed for Watford. Watford Charlton. I should have sweated. I could have left in January for free. Mm -hmm. I went for paid 450 grand for us. I went down there for less money in my zone, which was crazy. I got a Premier League in England. Everybody mm -hmm. used to go for mail and I was going for less. But it was a run club for me. Great. I met some great mates, mm -hmm. um, but it was a run club for me. Really, because the way we played our system. We played 4-3-3 four, three, three, and I was playing the lefty of free in midfield. and my f The three up front were wingers. Mm -hmm. one. One strike and two winners, you know, and they're not going to run back. No, they're not. So, no nah, so it was. Graham Taylor was no great. I don't know how he can become England manager. It's, it's an amazing, amazing how he could have got that job. Mm. But no, it didn't go well, and within a year I was back up, to, just after a year I was back up with United. But your time at Dundee United, would you, would you say that was your best football? Well, well, definitely. But, but uh, Watford, I played. I think a 13 game or something like that. But I played against Liverpool and with Liverpool the 2000. Was that not a year they won a UEFA Cup now? Yeah, the I think they won. They won. They were strong. Um, but they played Liverpool. They had Owen, Fowler, Berger, Schmitzer, Gerrard. McAllister. Haman. Gary McAllister, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, they were bloody slow, I beat us 3 2. But I remember getting the fellow away in the left side of Liverpool's half, like 10 yards, 5 yards outside their box. Mm -hmm. Liverpool were doing a part and scored. And Graham Taylor blamed me for giving the goal, for, for giving the free kick away. And I'm like, what the hell? Um, but Taylor seemed to wanted to see. But I mean, it was we played against Arsenal. But to be fair to Watford, Watford did some great results that season. They beat Chelsea at home, Alan Smart scored, who I'm still keeping contact with. He scored to beat Chelsea 1-0 at Vickery's Road. Tommy Mooney scored at Anfield to beat Liverpool 1-0 at Anfield. So they did have some good results, but we won the we stand from depth and we didn't. Uh, it, was, it was difficult. Ah, there wasn't any money. Back then there is for the, the teams coming. Well, there was money. We got 40 million or Never spent it. Came back up the road to Dundee United. Again, it was a wee bit hard to see Watford games, but you could see it on the United games. I kind of kept tabs, um, and he had some cracking performances, scored some, some worldies as well, wasn't it? I done well at the United, especially the first season I came back up. I came up, mm -hmm. I, think, I think it was November the 5th. It was a Friday, or the Thursday, I came up the road and we played on the Saturday against Motherwell. And we could beat 2-1 at Motherwell. But I think we only had two points, mm -hmm. and that was November. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe a couple of more, but we ended up finishing that season with 36 points or something like that. So that was bloody. That three, that three points mm -hmm. for, for that in, in May. But we did well with Alex Murphy, I loved. I still see him again. He let me go and play in the number 10 position mm -hmm. where I always thought I could play. And, um, but I wasn't as fit as then because I hadn't played at Watford for a long time and came straight up to the United and went straight into the team. Mm. I'd done well enough, I played well, I helped keep us up. And Derek Lilly and Jim Lachlan and that, we big to Forrest, Paul Gallagher and Alan Coombe and Goals. We were not bad players, you know. Um, but we were fighting relegation, just mm. sitting in. Helped us really because they kind of blew it. But no, we went and got some great results that season. We ended up staying up and doing very well. Yeah, but Dundee United were a wee, wee thing I don't like to do much away, it's in the book, it's a cracking book, it's funny as well, so I want people to go read it, but you talk about a game against St Johnson, mm -hmm. that you played in, Aye. and I, I think that was the one, prob
the last game. Story, but I, uh, I don't want. Was that night I was drunk before the game, <laughs> and then I was having a nightmare because I get brought. Well, they went to the up in the first half, and then I missed a penalty right in half time. So, and I was in in chain half time, and Alex was like, "How's up with you? Any chance? Mm-hmm. Take part and get involved." So I came out, scored a, a diving header, and then I think David Winter scores at the back post, and then Dylan Lilly scored the last couple of minutes, and it was great. It was just a great feeling, keeping the club up, or helping keep the club up, and the fans, because that dominated it, had a good travel support for the because they knew it was close and whatever. Um, but and I, the people up at Dundee were good, they, they, they liked me, and they turned to me. Talking about the, the fans in that team, United. We went to Norway, aye. which was quite a... That was an eye-opener. Aye. Um, the fans are loved you. Aye. The fans... Oh, the the fans were amazing. Oh, aye. You were a fan's favourite and for the day one. I've seen some of the highlights. Um, you scored a, a hat-trick against Rosenberg. You scored, scored a hat-trick against Rosenberg. Aye. Yeah. Um, you scored some pretty important goals for them. Oh, aye. Well. aye. I scored a few goals for them. What was it like here in Norway? It was, it was great. It was great if you don't want to see your pals and mm. no good and you're just a pure family man. That's what it really was like. Because I was fortunate that Robbie was there. The cattle couldn't fight who played with Aberdeen. So, but the boys were great. I had mm. great mates there. I, I loved the boys who were brilliant guys. And the coach didn't sign me. He was the director of football at the time. We over. So the coach didn't once. He was a lovely man. Mm. Great family. But. He didn't really have much. Oh, it, 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 he was a good guy. He can't take me off after fucking 60 minutes. <laughs> if I scored a goal in 57 minutes, mm-hmm. he'd still take me off after 60 minutes yeah. and hold on to a lead. But that's what he done. And, but I remember we played Stabek away. And it was the year we were trying to win the league. And we were five, three points clear to Rosenberg or so. Or two points for Rosenberg, three. And I was sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. Robbie went us to score to make it 1 0 so Mons was keeping it tight 1 0. So he's just about to get this sitting midfielder to go and just like that. I can get, I can get what he's doing, you know. But at that point, it was, I think it was about four minutes ago. Mm-hmm. At that point, Starbeck scored to make it 1 each. So next minute, I'm getting flung on to try and get as a, a result. So I think about the 92nd minute, the boys came in for the and I've taken a touch for about 20 yards at the angle and I've just kind of scalped it and after the third post, swerved right and I've, what a f- bloody finish it was. I'm not, I couldn't believe it, I'm like, what a goal that was. But that made us win the game 2-1. Unfortunately, we ended up, Rosenberg beat us 3-1 at home, they should never beat us. Um, but that's what cost us, like, that, like, losing that. But we were 10 points close, so some of the managers' decisions cost us, like, but then they get rid of me and they win the league next season. When you were there at Brand, you were in there dressing a punk. Which is, I've seen it quite funny. Oh, aye. As we back now, when the guy says you were a fair bit doing of course. What was going through your mind at that point? At first, when I was doing it at the gym, I'm like, let's take a pass here, because they usually sort things out for us, you know. And when you need to get there, I'm like, but when I see the knife and the. <laughs> the ski mask and think, what the fuck? Um, so it was, and then the guy handcuffed to the next to the postman, the guy comes in speeding in with the ski mask going in the black car, and he gets handcuffed and the motor goes and jumps on the window. I was like, what the hell is happening here? This is surreal. <laughs> but it was like, uh, it was the car was involved in a robbery, and I'm like, I'm just back from Spain yesterday, my missus had the car. Stick it on your missus. No, it was a. My mum was watching it. I think I, I forgot it pumped at one minute. I'm like, what a minute? Who's something not doesn't work? And I was trying to work it out. And then it, I was like, it's pumped. What am I doing? I think I'm a detective. Uh, and then, as you say, when the boy dives in the window and says, uh, Tell the muffin, Charlie. You kind of feel like I think I need a lawyer. But they done with the boys, it was the boys that done with. Because I used to do bad things to their trousers and shoes and everything. But they turned out in good humour, so. Ah, it was good. Quite fun, so. If any of you listening get a chance, go on YouTube and type in Charlie. Oh, I've it's, it's funny, you get a good laugh. Ah, it was um, good. It, it was pretty good. 
after your time in Norway, you went to Belgium and spent a wee bit of time there. What, what was your time at the airstrike? It was good. It was, the, the, the thing was, I went over and they promised me a Kia Sorento Jeep, mm. a flat and a certain amount of money. Mm. So I ended up staying in a hotel five yards away from a pub. Mm. Who I ended up great pals in the pub. Yeah. I still see them, they've come over here, they still visit me and mm. whatever. Um, they, they put me in the wrong place right away. Um, but I went there and we were struggling big time. And I'm sure the only reason I went was because Shetel Rechdal, who knew me for Norway, he was a manager. Mm. But I went in, signed the contract, next day I went in with a meeting. And they said they'd need money. <laughs> that was a great start. Aye. So I'm staying in a hotel, well, staying in the public house for the hotel. And just drinking it out, but it was great. There were great people, and the fans took to me there, and I done well for them. And, but it was just—it wasn't a very well organised club. Mm-hmm. The people, the fans, not were great. The, the club was up and down. But then they brought—they got a guy in, Magid Sami from Egypt, who don't mind had a lot of money, and he could have stabilised the club a little bit. But unfortunately, we got relegated that season. We could beat the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I was struggling with thigh injury, and, but. We get beat in the playoffs with Michael. I did a beat group hug. So that's what that was harsh because really if we'd been there earlier and wrecked out but we'd never have been in a, the bottom. I went in January and we ended up done well. Big Bob Peters it was a mobile, came back for injury, Nico Vass and things like that. But it was it was difficult but it was a bit too late. Too late, aye. It was a struggle. Fairly, um, yes, you found yourself across the other side of the world um, in Australia. Yep. Where you were at Brisbane Rock with a few year old Rangers teammates. Yes. Well, first it was me and Craig, and, mm-hmm. and then it was Bob came here. But it was me, Craig, and Bob and Danny Teatro, those four years. Mm-hmm. We used to travel up every, the girl every day because we stayed in the Gold Coast, and it was, it was magic. It was, it was a dream. Aye. Just I, beautiful weather. Everybody's been there, Australia says it's uh, Especially where we stayed. We stayed 45 minutes from Brisbane, so we travel every morning and then back down to Gold Coast, lunch, drinking, bookies, all in the same place. Uh, it was just a beautiful weather because winter was 25 degrees, so that's their winter. So it was just magic and it was a great time. We done well. We should have probably won. Mm-hmm. But my first season, I'd played five or six games, scored in the first five games or something like that. But then I was struggling with my groins. My groins were really. I ended up getting a double, gro- a double hernia operation. Mm-hmm. So I tried to get back for that as soon as I could, and still sharp as I said, was stabbing me in the groins. So we just missed out. How do I walked to there? It was the tap, four. And so the third and fourth would play against each other on the way. And then whoever wins it at would play the second one game at their place. Yeah. And then whoever won that would play Melbourne. Or whoever it was, I get it was Melbourne. Would play them. I can't remember if we played the moment where we had just one half game. But that's where you done it. So it was difficult if you but then the team had finished hard, then they have a game for like some two weeks. Uh, so after so you're still playing. But I came back in the Adelaide game and my grounds were wrecked. But I tried to play, we could beat one another boy. Some boys scored a wonder goal, but we don't to play. And Adelaide, we seem to always die Adelaide for some reason. A big, strong team, well organised, but nothing great, you know. Uh, um, aye, but we were strong, we were a right good team. But we beat us one 0 that first season. I believe we could have won it that year. Mm. Well, I was out for a lot of games. I was out for easily six to eight weeks and never came back. The way I could have that season. Then the following season, done well again. Uh, great time, great, good team. Big Bob came out that season. Um, and then, so unfortunately, Frank Freeman gets sacked for the same drink driving. Mm-hmm. We start, we leave the house at bloody f- half five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So Frank was the same, and he he got done for a, a glass of wine over. Probably a bottle of wine at fucking sitting in the house, not that early. So that was an excuse for them to get him out. Because uh, FA ended up running the club. Ah, right, okay. And they were wanting Frank they were wanting me and Craig and all that out. They were wanting to run like school kids and that, you know. Um, 
got the way and then uh, we all end up kind of leaving and going my separate ways. And, but it was a great two years, it was magic and I got forward player of the year earlier. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, it was nice. Did you play with Matt McKay as well? Matt McKay, Matt, he was my, he was my runner. What a good uh, football player Matt Matty was. I, th I thought he was a fantastic player, but he was never get there. But Rangers, Rangers try to play him left back, left mm -hmm. wing. Well, no left back because they've played him, but they try to play him up half a strike. I mean, Matty's, we cover him for a bit of grass in the middle of the park for you. Get the ball and he'll play it, he can pass the ball to him around, but he plays it simple. He used to give me the, and he was quite, he was in a tackle. Mm -hmm. So we tiger, but it was, ah, bloody, kind of, Stopped if I got a lead to go to Rangers, but he never got a chance. No, so, that's unfortunate, but he was a great lad, he was my wee roommate. Mm. So, great boy, very good player. And then next minute he's at World Cups and winning Concaf, yeah. whatever you call it, Asian Cups with mm. Australia. They do good enough to get in an average Rangers team, so that was disappointing. No, the Brisbane, you ended up at Gold Coast, you stayed there. I stayed uh, down there, so that was... You ended up there for a wee bit as well. I ended up there just to end the season for... Sit a bit. The guy caught me on by, but you just phone people in Australia mm. who know a footballer and they just say he's a clown. Aye. He's a clown. But the richest guy in Australia mm. owned the club. Clive... No, Palmer. Clive Palmer, really. Clive something, anyway. That's it. Like we used to go on his private jet to games now, mm -hmm. he was just sitting there like a big blob, he spilt things down his throat, it was so dirty, it was in the way, you know. Um, but they're away, they were finished with me, unfortunately, they were in the rear, you know, but it was great we set up, you know, it was, it was good. Um, I met some great people out there, mm -hmm. met some great people. Was uh, it after that time at the Gold Coast, you just decided it was time to come back? Time to come back. I was just getting doing too many crazy things as well. And so then we came back and then I played a couple of games for Clyde and that was the end of the career and I just I couldn't be asked anymore to be honest. There was no money out here. Went to help with Jim Duffy, but I was the training and that I was just doing coaching with McLaren and, and drinking and smoking and so I wasn't fit. I wasn't getting myself fit to go and play, I wasn't doing myself justice. But when you play at that level, it was hard. No disrespect to the boys you're playing with, but they don't know where to run, how to run, what positions, how to... So I was getting caught in the ball more and more and I could see it, and I was getting more frustrated, and I thought, ah, well, nah. 34 I chucked it, so... Mm -hmm. I could start playing for a couple of years at a good level if I got myself fit, but... There was no money, because Kenny Branagh got nothing in my contract at Puneer South. One day, oh, he said, I can only get something quite a week to... January, if you want to sit down, I said, I said, oh, okay, I'll do it. Next day, when he came to see me, he says, John, look, I hear that. The chairman said, if we sign you, that'll be one guy in the stand getting paid. <laughs> one guy in the stand getting paid. Yeah. There's no playing. Bloody hell. So, that was life. And That's when the money was going to the Scottish football. Aye. Been away before then, but. Aye. Aye. The game's, the game's gone about, you know. To get back to just producing marine kids again, you know. Mm -hmm. In between your, your moves after that, you could have played Germany and Spain. Well, I thought I was going to uh, Levante when mm -hmm. I was leaving United. I think Steve Archibald kicked that in the touch because he bad mouthed me. Ah, Suppose right. so I heard. Steve Archibald's a strange guy, so he was. Um, but then the, the German thing, I didn't know nothing about. Because mm -hmm. I said, you sound for um, Lewis. Yeah. But if I knew Kaiser's that were wanting me, it was right there, he went to managing me. Mm. And he said that he can't believe that they can afford me and I, I couldn't come to Kaiser and whatever in the newspapers. So I was a bit annoyed at that because mm. I didn't get told that for anybody. Because yeah. I've been at Kaiser's Lutton on a shot. Mm. What a big club and yeah, great opportunity. Great opportunity, definitely. Yeah, well. um, they would have got me fit. When you were growing up, who, who, who was it you looked up to as a kid? Football wise, who was your, your hero? Oh, your David Coopers and your. Durant's, Mike Stays, Doug Leach's, you know, and I didn't really see him. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I used to, match of the day was a given I was in for match of the day. Uh, no matter what, because at 10 o'clock, I wasn't here anyway. Mm. And like, you were just coming in at that, nine, half I nine. And I, up for match of the day, 10 fair or whatever it was. And I used to watch it, match of the day, just glued to it. And then Sunday, went and played my boys' clubs, back in the family, with my grands every Sunday. I stayed my grand anyway, but the family were all there for the Sunday roast, mm -hmm. watching Scotsport. Aye. That was a 
Right, so that was every single week. Because nowadays there's that much coverage of football. You just take, kids just take it for granted. But it was great to watch an hour and a half a match of the day or whatever it was on a Saturday night and then Sunday an hour and a bit of Scottish sport. See all the goals and because that was all you got. I mean, because you only get live football, you get the Champions League, European Cup final. You get the UEFA Cup final and you get the Europe Cup Winners Cup final. Owen, live, you get the and you end up doing a baby game as English Cup final because you used to be as English Cup final. Bang, we moved it away, we didn't get it because the Scottish Cup final went the same day. Aye, two in class. Two in class, so we ended up in the Scottish Cup final. Um, we've got final, but you didn't get much games. We're well, getting a game of football on television. Was like, oh, aye, it was unbelievable. It was only certain games you got to see. Oh, aye. Um, and you were always in. You said you were always in for highlights. I always made sure I was in. If I missed them on a Saturday night, I'd watch them on Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I didn't think it was only Sunday morning when I was I used to younger. Record, I used to set the recorder and pest on my mum and my dad. I hate recording the recorder. Aye. Well, I don't think it was only on a Saturday mo- uh, Sunday morning then. I don't think they showed you repeats. But when you when you were younger, probably. It's a wee bit later, I. So no one hours. It was then I used to get that chance and used to go into meltdown see somebody record either a game. Oh, that was oh, murder. The VHS and the Betamax. <laughs> the VHS. I can remember I get the Rangers Ajax game recorded and I went into meltdown. The one with the beat for one or the one at Ibox? The four one. Four one. That was it. Ibox complex. My dad was training with. I can't remember who was training with that time, but he was training and I was out kicking about and. I told him he was going to be a fire And then I get in and I say to my mum, I say, it's out this game. He's like, I've recorded it. I was like, what did you do? I was like, that was me. That was me. But we should, well, we should have won that game, man. The first 20 minutes, Lildo and Gaza missed two great chances. And then Gaza gets sent off 25 minutes, after 25 minutes. And it killed us. And back to the European, um, you played a few European games for Rangers Food. Who was your toughest opponent you ever played against in Europe? Oh, Andy Muller was unbelievable. Aye. He played with Dortmund, mm-hmm. but he was some fat player. But Juventus had magic players. Juventus was talking about a physical team. They were physical, but quality and fit, fat players. Played against Juventus team that I think a year later won it. But Ajax were magic. It was good to play against them, just to see. But we'd done well against Dortmund twice. Yeah. Through to each one twice and um, ruffled the feathers a wee bit. Mm-hmm. But Adam Muller was magic, he was a lot of football player. You don't play Juventus and Anna Milan and all that, and Bayern yeah. Munich, if you're not. And obviously, won European Championships with Germany if you're not a great player, you know. But he was very, very good. Aye. But it just it seemed to be a, a common theme when I was younger, obviously watching Rangers at that time, it was always a tough group we got. It was always the best of the Champions League, so it you weren't expecting it. No, you are not expecting either, but... Oh, the first year we get Stiller, Juventus, mm-hmm. and Dortmund. Dortmund in that year, wasn't it? That was the first year, that's yeah. a bloody hell of a group. I think that's the year I had four groups, but maybe. Aye. Four groups, maybe. Um, and then we were in a group with Ajax, Grasshoppers, Juventus again? Juventus again? No, it wasn't Juventus again, it was... Was that a French team? No, it was not Auxerre. Auxerre? Was it Auxerre? Auxerre, Grasshoppers and Ajax. Uh, that wasn't such a hard group. No, 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 it was a hard group, it wasn't that hard. Um, Auxerre would win the French league, which was aye, a strong league. Top of the three, always a kid. You know that was always PSG and Marseille. Well, to be fair, when that was Auxerre. Auxerre. Mm-hmm. Leon were for years. Aye. Um, but PSG had never won it for a long time. Monaco. PSG were probably early 90s, weren't they? And then the George Weir. George Weir, aye. Uh, back with. We didn't do ourselves justice. But, um, just talking about the uh, games and stuff, have you got a favourite that you can pick out? I know you've, you've played over. Now I'm 50 games, but it's a one that you can pick out and say that was the. No, I've, I've known it honestly. Just because I had a few and loved playing. Um, kind of, I've had that many kind of thing. Um, I 
Oh, uh, no, I thought that made a canny problem. Just no, that's all right. Sorry, it's good. It's good to see you actually try to go back into it. Aye, that's sad. It's, um, it's been five years since I last played one, aye, so ten years ago probably since I last played a good one. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, good football, obviously, got some PSG thing now with the money and that. What's your thoughts on the, the modern day football? What? Well, I said earlier, I said earlier, I think they make it too complicated now. Four, three, five, ones, and four, two, eight, ones, and ugh, I know you can't have that many players uh, on the pitch, but if you get better players, the other team are going to win. There's no formation that makes it. No formation. I always believe you have to have two strikers. I don't get one striker. Um, I just think, as I say, make it complicated. It's a, it's not an easy game to play. Uh, it's a greatest game to play. Tactics. Mourinho's brought the tactics in here. Mourinho's changed the game a wee bit in the last 10 years, 15 years. Because his tactics. That's what he's, mm -hmm. his team are all tactics. Yeah. Um, but with very, very, very good players to go rear mm -hmm. So hard to beat. Because until yesterday, or until this season, every other season, the Mace had lost in the one season at Chelsea with six games. That's incredible, isn't it? And, and they lost well, five games in t two seasons. That shows you how hard they were to beat. That shows you how good defenders are. Yeah. It shows you how fit they were, how good they were. But they could win one now. The, the dirty side of it. But that was his tactics, that was his methods. The Porto winning that Champions League, they were horrible. Diving and, oh, even they played certainly year for a couple of years before. They were horrible, but they had some great players. Mourinho was tactically very astute and a lot of people have copied his style. Mm. That tends to be what happens. A lot of people see stuff copy it. I think it's the right way. Aye. But I think if you've got, to, if you're a manager or a coach, you get sacked your own way with your own methods, your own, th your own thoughts. Aye. You know, there's. Yeah, you can't be. It's, it's, it's tougher than with that. Um, obviously, in the modern day game, everybody fell in love with Barcelona. Oh, aye. Magic. A few years ago, they were great to watch. It's, it is great to watch, but that's why people should play football. Aye. You should be able to play that way. So. I mentioned Barcelona there, just if you were playing, then now, in my head, I think you'd fit in any of the, the top teams in that midfield, the, the way they play them, I think. Well, that's, that's a big thing, but, but, but you play with, you can play with good players, you look like a player when you play with good players. Um, I, I played with very good players and some very selfish players. Gaza would lend me the ball. Guys would give me the ball and he'd two men on him, but then move and get up and had three men on me, so I had to give him a back, he was clever. But no, I was, I would hope so. Um, just unfortunately, I didn't go and do the best I could have done, and I made mistakes, and that's life, but no regrets now. But yeah, I would I'd look back and I say, oh, I should have done better, I should have done this, I should have done that, but that's life. Just have to coach the kids the way I think you should play the game. Well, that's, that's what you're doing these days, you're, you're coaching the young kids and yep. giving them that chance to, to go and enjoy yeah. yourself. Well, the way I play, the way I think you should play, my, the way Munko, who's a very good coach, mm -hmm. and the boys, Campbell and that, who coach with me, me Hosey, I've got doing coaching with Big Scott, who's with Hearts, and some young boys, me Ryan and me Dex and things like that, Max, they're all doing good coaching, they're all great coaches, and my kids are improving, definitely. It's, it's something that you speak about quite a lot in your book, it's, you just love playing football with a smile in your face. Oh, yeah, you want to. Of course, don't worry, the smile wears off when the referees don't the book people for putting the shit out of you for <laughs> making them and then the book you for one wee tackle, Aye. you know. And I, I've played a few referees like that, but the pet hate for me was, in, I, okay, I could handle getting kicked. But when somebody would pull you when you passed them, they just pull you back, man, that's the most frustrating thing. It's just cheating. It's just cheating, but getting kicked, you can handle. Mm. But when they go, they kick, kick, kick. But the smile goes away, but unless you're taking the piss out of them. Aye, definitely. There's, um, there's a threatened picture uh, I seen online, and it was your old one debut. And I think John Hawk Collins is just giving you a cuddle as you're trying to get past him. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. No, no, no. I think that shows how you were playing that day and for a player like John Collins to give you a cuddle so you can't even pass him. I was 18 that, I was 18 at the time, probably. I was a kid. 
That's why I think nowadays you hang on the Twitter leagues a, a stupid idea. Mm. I don't get another Twitter because you should be playing first team at 18, 19 year old, 20 year old. You should be get back to the reserve football and get younger boys playing against men and just to play against their age group all the time, you know. What is exactly going through your head at that moment in time? Because I was at that game, I can remember that. But when is that? Gasco used to rip a lot of Mick, rip a Bellamy. Rip a Bellamy Dog. Oh, we because Barry Donald's an English one, he's a great lad, we Barry. But Garza was just taking the mic out of the poor boy. And he Billy was biting. Aye, and Billy was biting for fun. Oh, but go through that. Because Garza was just taking the piss out of me, man. <laughs> but that's a good photo, actually. Yeah. It's just the, the face on it, I just. I've always thought that I've had that. I set up his winner that day as well. Aye. I just thought to myself, I wonder what's going through the challenge. Oh. Well, hurry up, so we can get off a pitch and go for a pint. Aye. And then the other thought it wasn't that, it was that one, the goal against Hart. First minute of the game. Aye. That was a bus game mother after that. Aye. I was at that as well. Uh, Lodok put a great ball through, doing a touch and slotted it in. It was great, that was first minute of the game. Yeah, um, it was yeah. great, great to see him, obviously, that season you've scooped the. Young player of the year, yeah. as well. I thought my, I remember going to the year after as well and told her, Fox and Anson, because I played every game until March. And then I didn't play for March during the season. I played after practically every one. No, I, I didn't start the first European game, because that's when Gaza came on. Aye. So you kind of changed things a bit, but then I played every game. I played for my away, and I never, every game I played. It was um, just last part of it, mate. Um, Conscious you get stuffed to it during the day. Was uh, I can remember it was a League Cup final against Hearts at Park Ed when you were playing I thought we did a great game that day. I thought Rangers did, but I thought we were a wee bit. I didn't no, I thought Neil McCann wasted me and Craig Moore a couple of times. Ah, Neil McCann was so quick staff hated playing wide right. You were white. Um it's McCann had a great game that day. McCann we'd nearly done well with Terry. Um but you're up me and Craig and you also that day. And I hit the toes of him, but so we couldn't mm. touch him again. So I, I set guys up for the winner that day. Yeah. Guys have played the old guys have won two. He brings the ball half me. And he just runs on and he just put it into his bath and it's the rest was history. But it was a great game, great day and that was League Cup winners, that was great. Especially at Park Kid as well. Aye, that, that was that was from a special moment for me again as a kid. Um, being a kid at that time, I didn't really understand why the, the cup final was it. No, aye, because... Uh, I always thought the cup finals at Hamden. Well, my, 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 my shot at Parkhead, I played against Celtic, I played at Parkhead in the first game. The first ever Rangers Old Firm game was at Parkhead, when we knew Parkhead. The cup would come to be in. Because you just go to the back post. He did a Gascoigne cross. Because the best guys have put the cross on, he did it, I've trusted it. Pinged it out to Gaza, well, I'll say ping. Sliced it out to Gaza. And Gaza's whipped it and the coach has got to the back post because you see me and Coyce, there's a few of me and Coyce there. Well, so that was, a, but we played them on the Saturday as well. Mm -hmm. But I started the Tuesday and then I played the Saturday. I was on the bench the Saturday. So I just, some things I just... I, I, I watched that game with, I think it was the whole family. Well, so, Tuesday night we beat them 1-0 and then uh, we beat them on the Saturday 2-0. I, I, I can remember that well actually. My whole family was there and my dad, he was the only one that wasn't there. He was away to the He was there. Um, and I kept saying to everybody, because first goal score. I didn't know what that meant at the time. And I put my question on the shot to get it. So then when he There you have it. What more can I say? Charlie went into great depth about his career, uh, his experiences, his first old fun game, his first game for Rangers, which came against Aberdeen, his youth days, um, the apprenticeship scheme, his thoughts on today's football, um, which were pretty interesting. 
and I'd just like to thank him again um, for cu- coming on the show. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. I, I was really looking forward to this one. I've known Charlie, as I said, since I was a young kid when he, when he helped out. So for him to agree to do the podcast, it was kind of like a full circle um, kind of thing, and I'm, I'm really appreciative to that. If you get a chance, go get his book, The Proper Charlie. It's uh, It's funny. It's honest, it's very honest, it's insightful, and um, there's a there's a good few stories in it that, that he's not told the day that will give you a good chuckle. Um, and the podcast, so this is the last one before Christmas, I wish you all a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, Happy Holidays everybody, and I look forward to seeing you all in the new year. Thanks again, bye bye.